1: Afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or even watching from. Thank you very, very much for joining us. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Max and Sai via Radio Techers, back on our Monday night slot, attempting to give everybody something to smile about as their weekend ends and, you know, the, the close of the potentially the worst day of the week, I guess. Uh, I am Sai, and joining me as always is... The Terry Funk to my middle-aged flunk, the Great Mooter to my new internet router, oh yes, oh yes, Um, a podcaster that says you don't need to be from Fury Road to enter his Thunderdome, ooh, where a missus,
2: Mr. Max. how are we doing, sir? Well, do you know what, Simon, I'm going to shoot from the hit now, I'm not in a good mood, not in a good mood at all. What the fuck have I done this time? yeah exactly sir <laughs> I was absolutely fine earlier on today i was mean, enjoying okay. my merry little way uh, getting on with what I needed to get on with uh, and listening her to... blatantly, <laughs> 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 ex hamster uh listening to uh th- my regularly scheduled podcast and who pops up on one of my uh one of my favorite podcasts the uh the u t t podcast a certain uh, si Powell, a certain uh, co-horse here on chain wrestling, and I thought, well, yeah, do you know what, yeah. what a bloody good treat because I weren't expecting it. And I thought, do you know what, it, it's it's cool when uh, Simon goes off and does these little sad uh gigs, I like to, to hear him and hear what he has to say. And within 30 seconds of you being on that show, you were slagging me off, sir, <laughs> slagging me <laughs> off, <laughs> and I get it. Um it's it's a little bit of comedy, I suppose, uh to break the arse but you kept it up all the way through the show you anytime i'll listen to a podcast with mags on uh, i'll just i'll just skip that episode oh i was heartbroken <laughs> but uh being serious it were it was it was such a, a good episode i really enjoyed it. uh props to uh rob and dan over there at um at utt podcast it's uh, an outstanding yeah it was cool to to hear you on there uh how's your day been
1: yeah all right mate all right um oh god are you still there yeah there you are i thought i pressed something wrong then <laughs> cool, i thought i disconnected myself already Mags, um yeah no i've been all right mate it's been all right i have been alright mate been alright i have not listened back to utt yet um i'm gonna need to because it's recorded so much in advance um <laughs> people were messaging back and forth on twitter talking about saying it was a great episode and and so on and we had steve-o popping up and saying uh You know, Cy was a great guest and so on, but I can't remember anything that we discussed because it was so long ago. I can barely remember what I had for dinner a couple of hours back. Do you know what I mean? So remembering what was discussed on this podcast recorded a few weeks ago, I got no no idea.
2: So I'm gonna need to go back and have a look, mate. You may not remember it, but you said some comments that I personally will never forget. Well, you might have just upset me that day or something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So it could have been any day, any day we've ever, ever spoke. Um, uh what have you been up to this week then mate anything good no, no not really it's just been nose to the ground stone. um had a busy weekend with uh with ufc changing the, the schedule it was meant to be on at 11 o'clock and ended up being on at two uh so yeah that that threw me uh for a loop ended up basically wasting yesterday just because i was all so tired um but yeah it's uh been a busy weekend
1: yeah Ah, oh, fair enough mate fair enough um i caught a bit of a tv show earlier okay um do you remember our episode on game shows that we discussed a while back i I do and you put forward only connect as a show that you liked
2: as one of the best shows that the the bbc produced
1: i've i've not got any idea about this show at all until literally an hour ago when I was sat down, I was basically pre- prepping for this show, believe it or not. I actually did do a bit of prep this week, Max, and <laughs> um, it popped up on the little box saying, "Oh, this starts. This starts at eight o'clock." And I was like, "Oh, that's what Max on about." So I clicked on it to have a look. Um, I ain't so sure, mate. Where do they find these people?
2: Right, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to mute Sir. Uh, he's not allowed to talk anymore. And we're going to carry on with the episode, and I'm going to read through some of the comments here in the <laughs> chat. No, <laughs> um, oh, do we not for you, really. Um, not the quiz itself.
1: I the think the quiz it's itself really. was quite good. Yeah, the quiz
2: itself was quite good. Oh, the, the, the team's the nerds. The teams are full on nerds. Yeah.
1: They always are. I'm watching it. I'm like, she's going, oh, and, and this contestant is such and such, and they enjoy this. And then, oh, and this is Harry, and he likes to play 18th century music on his mandolin. I'm like, fucking course he does. Look at the state of him. You know? The, the team captain on the other side of the um of the quiz, on the, on the other team, it, it, it looked like, the the love child of um kevin from the middle and uh the gingerhead last from gimme 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 you know i'm just looking at and i'm thinking how do people go on television and not brush their hair you know how can that be a thing i'm just like and that took me a quarter of an hour to get over that so i was halfway through the quiz before i started paying too much attention to what was going on to be fair
2: did you get any questions out
1: no did i bollocks
2: not even on the wall
1: uh, no, the wife was quite good at it. Oh, well. The wife was quite good. I, I was sort of sat there not really understanding what was going on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you were just being normal sad. then?
1: Yeah, pretty much, mate. I just let the world just float past, you know. I'm, I'm happy I'm a little bubble of ignorance, do you know what I
2: mean? Yeah, uh, we have got plenty of action here in the chat. And uh, yeah, cheers, everybody, for for coming and watching two idiots talk about the Connect. <laughs> uh, we will get to the wrestling, I promise. Um, so we've got uh, Dan in the chat. There's the lads, evening, gents, evening to you, sir. And he comes back with nice to see Mags uh, back from his time-travelling barry darso antics now there is uh, a story behind that dan has found an image of a, a barry darso fan uh from a, a i assume a natra or maybe a pay-per-view and he's holding up a sign um saying how much he loves barry darso but he spelled the name wrong with a, a missing w uh so he says that's me because i love barry darso I never get
1: people like that who turn up at these shows. Uh, obviously, it's more so a thing back in the day, isn't it? Um, but they're turning up at these these events and they've got all the signs everywhere and that. But they spell wrestlers' names wrong or or they've made like zero effort. They've literally got a sign and
2: just scribbled <laughs> something in biro or something. Do you know what I mean? I, th- I think a lot of the time they, they take blank hands in because it's likely your sign will get took off you if it was a bit rude or right. a bit uh, uh, against some of the wrestlers. And then they just take a, a, a black marker in and, and write it on the fly, I suppose. Uh, I do remember on uh, the episode of UTT uh, um, podcast that you were on, you mentioned the the sign with the, the ring banders where they could just flip the name over yeah. and be uh, so-and-so is the best wrestler <laughs> in the world. it's yeah. that's, that's a brilliant idea. That was um, good. I remember that bit getting back into some of the comments we've got graham and matt from good cop bad cop uh hello guys how are you uh dan uh cheers for the plugs i'll pay pal you that twenty. it's now 30 for the amount of times we've mentioned it um <laughs> tom colohue sir in the chat getting ready for an episode of spoiler warning uh which will have a uh, plenty to talk about with today's wrestling news um Graham again said he listened to the episode of U T T podcast this afternoon. Uh as lacrosse practice tomorrow when our normal listen is off. Okay. Um I'm sure Rob and Dan will be happy for the for the listen, Graham. Uh the best Powell in the business. Uh Sharon <laughs> is in the is in the room. Hello. And Ori the Draw uh carries me and Tanner on a, a, a chain attitude. Um oh, yeah, she's that, the only
1: reason you listen to that show, isn't it?
2: yeah she's the only reason i'm on the show um dan you can find utt podcast by searching unbooking the territory on all the good platforms and some shit ones uh scottish danny hello sir in the chat um saying uh there's a sports direct mug sign in a huge pop uh was wow there's so many comments I, I absolutely love all you guys you are absolutely amazing but anya's in the chat uh our cohort from uh from um uh radio techers and your your soon-to-be partner on uh the waiting room podcast uh, yeah. in the chat benny how are you sir um yeah we've recorded
1: uh, a few episodes now got a few got a few saved up ready to go it's, it's, it's going really well really enjoying it yeah
2: and, um, last one, uh, for, for now, at least, uh, Scottish Danny, I went to a SmackDown show in 2005, took a hardcore Holly sign and he pointed me out. That would absolutely be awesome. He probably pointed out is. to say we're going to smash in face because he was a, an angry, <laughs> angry person, but yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I can't
1: imagine you saw many hardcore, Holly, even if you were a hardcore Holly, <laughs> I can't imagine you saw many hardcore Holly signs. At any you, show.
2: You know he peeped from behind the curtain with a pair of binoculars looking for any.
1: Yeah. I imagine those. you spoke about those blank signs that people take in. I imagine he was going out into the crowd and threatening people and saying, you best write my name on one of your signs. Because
2: otherwise he just wouldn't <laughs> or, get it. <laughs> or, or, or paying people to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go, mate. There we go. Um, Maxi, have you got your little jingle board, your little sound effects board ready to go? Um, I can have which sound effect do you need? I bet it's a pimple well, dick. We've got a pimple dick, I'm afraid, my friend.
2: Oh, good lord. Here we go. Pimple! Dick alert!
0: Oh, a teeny weeny.
2: Yes,
1: and this <laughs> is that actually. Still tickles me. <laughs> hey? That still tickles me. <laughs> that little. Yeah, it's just getting it. Oh, <laughs> it's a teeny weeny. <laughs> a little, little bit behind the uh behind the scenes on that when i made that it was supposed to say oh a teeny weiner but the autocorrect changed it to weenie and that's how it came out and i thought well, that sounds better so i'm gonna keep it so <laughs> um this involves someone who i don't actually know who they are um okay. but the person Good they're time. having a dig at yeah, yeah the person they're having a dig at um I do, a, a lot of people will be very familiar with it. It's something I'm quite a fan of as well. Um, and it's to do with the coverage of the Olympics over the last week, two weeks, however long it's been. And Alex Scott, who is a ex-Ladies England International, who does a lot of the football for BBC and BT, or is it Sky she works for? Sky, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I think she's great. I think she's she knows... A great deal about the game. I, I enjoy listening to her talk about it, and now like she's covering the Olympics as well, popping up on some of the BBC shows there. So I find this again, different viewpoints, really, really interesting. Um,
2: do you know who Lord Digby Jones is? I've heard of him. I don't particularly know him, um, but I've got no idea who this dude is. He's he's. I think he's like a, a low Rent. Piers Morgan says stuff to to garner notoriety.
1: Right, okay. Um, well, this guy's just a dick. Uh, he's. I'll, I'll read the tweets out, so I've got him in front of me on my phone now, because I'm not clever enough to bring them up on my screen like you are, Mags, so I've still got to do the old, old-fashioned old way, okay? Um, Lord you Digby have the Jones. power to do it. <laughs> I, it's, just, it's just complicated, mate, isn't it, you know? <laughs> um, he, he says here, and I'm quoting directly from his Twitter, enough, I can't stand it anymore. Alex Scott spoils a good presentational job on the BBC Olympics team with her very noticeable inability to produce to pronounce sorry, her G's at the end of a word. Competitors are not, in big letters, not taking part, Alex, in the fencing, rowing, boxing, kayaking, weightlifting and swimming. She's hot on the heels of Beth Rigby at Sky, the Home Secretary for God's sake, can't someone give these people elocution lessons? I fear that it may be aped by youngsters along the lines of the use of moronic interrogative, originally caused by neighbours on behalf. And I'm not going to read any more. Um, yeah, basically, he's having a pop at Alex Scott because of the way she's pre- pronouncing certain words. Um, I don't particularly like it. It, it boils. It, it boils my piss a bit. Winds me up when uh, my wife and kids say. Water without the T, so water, but they're doing it intentionally to wind me up because they know it makes me cross, okay? So that's just an ongoing thing in our house. However, this lady, Alex Scott, I think is absolutely fantastic in what she does. She's played for the England ladies football team over a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's a massive... Uh, as a, a dad to three daughters, I think she's great because she's, she's effectively an inspiration. She's... Um, Someone who has done uh, has played sport at a very high level and is now a pundit, very visible on television for various different things. Um, and I think she she always presents herself very well. I've not noticed an issue with how she pronounces certain words. This guy jumping on Alex Scott like this to criticise how she pronounces certain words is unnecessary. Um, he's making out she's of a lower level of intelligence potentially, um, and. Just basically just being an absolute pimple dick bastard. It's what again, it comes under the same bracket of you don't need to say anything. No. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You don't need to bring anything. Alex Scott actually did respond, saying, I'm from a working class family in East London. Um, for the Tower Hamlets, and I am proud, Pride of the young girl who overcame obstacles and proud of my accent. It's just me, it's my journey, my grit. Um, A quick one to any young kids who may not have a certain kind of privilege in life. Never allow judgments on your class, accent or appearance to hold you back. So even in this instance where this Lord Pimple Dick of Shit or whatever his flaming name was, I don't know, I've lost it now. Lord Digby Jones. Even in this instance where he is being incredibly unnecessarily rude and ignorant, and it's basically turning into a class thing. He's having a dig at someone about how they pronounce certain words and and calling them lesser intelligent than others may be. She's responded fantastically. And again, being an inspiration. Yeah, exactly. But it just really pissed me off. Why do people feel the need to even just comment on that? I've got a big issue. I can't say, I can't pronounce TH properly. It always comes out like an F. So when I say think, it's, it's literally a think. You know, and, and that's that's what well what my dad takes the mick out of me now, even though I'm 40 years of age, it's something that's been part of part the way I spoke for years. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean I'm of lesser class or lesser intelligence and I deserve to be ridiculed on a on a social media platform? Well, maybe, but it's about, <laughs> it's not necessary. And and this lady here is trying to she, she's trying to do a job, and again, she's an inspiration, I think, to young girls who want to be involved in professional sports and broadcasting and so on and she has come from a very working class or even lower um background a rough background in certain areas of london and so on and she's done fantastic to get to where she is now it's testament to her hard work and her commitment so i say lord digby fucking cocksmudge, or whatever your name is fuck you you're a pimple dick piece of shit there's absolutely no need for that just keep your gob shut and just ignore it if you don't like it turn off no one's going to miss you there we go, mate.
2: I couldn't put it any better myself, uh, and the one of the best replies to him was actually from Stephen Fry, um, and he said, "You are everything that linguists and true lovers of language despise." Also, seeing as we are being picky, you are not Lord Digby Jones; you are Digby Lord Jones. That's a world of difference. But however you're titled, you disgrace the upper house with your misplaced snobbery. Brilliant absolutely good and the the grief is getting in our chat as well um it's it's really good to see uh tom collier saying so definitely not lord digby chicken caesar or who doesn't (laughs) love her that uh mitchell and Webb look uh reference um dan lord dickhead jones yeah perfect absolutely perfect um and Scottish down there, Mags and Sars shooting harder. I don't even shoot hard. I just wait till Sars finished, and I just finish <laughs> off. I, he does the, the the killing, and I just like finish him off. It's it's brilliant. I love a I love a good pimple dick.
1: Yeah, and a fairly deserved one as well, mate. Fairly deserved. Absolutely, absolutely. <sighs> so then, shall we jump to Twitter and see what our fantastic viewers slash listeners have given us this week, mate? Yes, we shall. We shall. Okay. Um, for this week's topic, we thought that we'd get people talking about food because it seems to be, along with um, drunk stories, which will eventually return again very soon. It seems to be a popular topic. Along with the drunk stories topic, we do anything food orientated, you lot go mad for. You love it. So <laughs> we played Title or Toasty in the past that got a great response. We've done various t- topics about you know uh odd food takes and so on this week we decided um that uh, you, you, you you know you get those moments where you want to grab yourself some lunch i guess you're out and about in town you're driving you pop in a garage pop in a shop or whatever and um you know you get these meal deals don't you like you know for three quid you can have a drink uh, a sandwich and a bag of crisps or or whatever something like that different supermarkets different petrol stations gas stations whatever so it's like what do what, what are people's go to what is your ideal situation here what do you do you get and we said we can have uh one sandwich stroke wrap thingy a bag of crisps or similar a dessert so chocolate or fruit or whatever and your drink um as if anybody picked fruit <laughs> yeah exactly i was gonna say no no fruit um we had some quite interesting responses, Maxie. That I think it opened a little insight into some of our listeners, mate. Mm-hmm, certainly
2: did. And uh, when we were discussing this topic, I knew this would throw some cats amongst the pigeons because this is a heated, heated topic. It'll uh, it'll show up every now and again on uh, on Twitter. But uh, there's actual Reddit posts and Reddit ads, uh, oh, really? sub, subgroups dedicated to uh, the the meal deal. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to see what uh, some of our our uh, friends and viewers and listeners have, have come up with.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll just list them as they came into us in the usual order uh our first response was from five nerds go at five nerds go on twitter um he well they responded absolutely nothing of them because they're all covered in the devil's whatever uh mayonnaise i hate all supermarkets for that i'll just have some mccoy's a whisper and a banana milkshake okay (laughs) i I don't mind mayo mate i don't mind a bit of mayo on stuff but if you don't like it yeah a lot of them are coked in mayo aren't they
2: yeah, uh, it's it's usually because it's easier to spread than putting butter on. I suppose, uh, but I do get his point. Sandwich mayo uh, from from meal deals is usually bland and tasteless. Um, but I mean, you give him an option to to have a a, 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 a duck wrap with no mayo, but he didn't. Matt didn't <laughs> seem to uh, seem to be uh, receptive to that. I so, love
1: I love a duck wrap, mate. That's my that's my go-to. a duck wrap. That's nice, guess.
2: Well, we'll we'll get to yours soon, don't worry.
1: Okay. Uh Rob at UTT, Rob. Something cheese savory, he says. Um, salt and vinegar McCoy's, cherry Pepsi Max, Whisper Gold. See I'm
2: not loving good. the I'm not loving the the uh, popularity of the Whisper Gold. I think you really? guys are, are, oh. are picking it on purpose. Yeah, here,
1: here we go. To wind me we
2: go. up, to wire, to wind me up. But yeah. The rest is standard. I mean, cheese servers, I'm not a huge fan on because they, they pack it full of onion, and I'm not a big onion lover, but so I'm to go McCoy's and uh, Cherry Pepsi Max, so uh, standard, good picks.
1: Yeah, so, was it last week you were talking about whispers and mm-hmm. air in chocolate and so on? Yeah, it annoys yeah, me. See. I love a mint air though, mate, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, you
2: would do, yeah. What I would do? What's that supposed to mean? Because you've been br- <laughs> your low intelligence pronouncing "think" means you've been brainwashed <laughs> by by Nestle. That's what it no. is. <laughs>
1: just because you sit there and watch Only Connect doesn't mean that you're of <laughs> some higher intellectual plane. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dan Griffin in the chat. Mags is on about Whispers again. What a shame. Yeah, there we go.
2: That's why you all pick <laughs> Whispers. Everybody pick. Almost everybody pick Whispers, and it is to just wind me up. Well, it's worked, hasn't it? Look at you. You're getting all yeah. heated, eh? now. Yeah, exactly. You're getting all saucy. You're getting all sassy. You know? Mrs. P, I, I have I have, stand for you in this show, and you've got to let me down. <laughs> that, that, That's hurt me deep. That's hurt so me with, deep. Okay.
1: Okay. Which is better, then, with a Whisper Gold? Because you haven't got just bubbles, because you've got the caramel as well. Yeah. I so mean, There's no Whisper, bubbles in the caramel?
2: No. Whisper Gold are... Um, they're the, the the almost acceptable version of a an airy chocolate because you do get that that um, that caramel, especially if you freeze it and the caramel uh, goes a, a little bit harder. That's that I would accept, but a standard whisper, no Aero, it's, it's almost get to fuck <laughs> oh, arrows are the most annoying because you can, you literally snap a piece of arrow and the bubbles are huge. They're huge balls, you are being you are having your pants pulled down. There is less than fifty percent chocolate in that arrow.
1: So my wife having two yesterday means that she got one chocolate bar then in your in your,
2: in your it's, it's essentially. It's it's exactly like the the little Britain thing where if you eat half the calories, you can have twice as much. Bloody hell. And what was it you called it? An an, an air an airy an airy chocolate? Yeah, it's air, fresh air. So why not just buy a proper piece of chocolate and then just go and get exactly the same but more chocolate for your your money?
1: Right, okay.
2: Scottish Danny's on my wavelength. Look, I'm with mags on whispers. Sorry, they feel fake. Yes, they do. Absolutely, they do. And I'm I'm not a big fan of flakes as well because even though it looks cool all wrapped up and, and swirling, there's gaps in them wraps and there's fresh air there. Oh, you've you done, done it to me again, chat. Two you, di- two weeks in a row, I've been abused with with chocolate. Oh, yeah, it's annoying.
1: Are you, are you oh, finished? Man. Are you okay?
2: No, you I, know we, I know we've got more Whisper whisper Golds uh, on the list. So, come on, let's Do you go and have through a break? this. A <laughs> Kit Kat.
1: Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ori messaged us saying she really likes the... Chicken, bacon, ra- ranch wrap from Subway, baked barbecue lays, and a Dr. Pepper. Now, barbecue lays, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've had them, were they?
2: So lays are essentially walkers.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Okay, fair enough. Um, and she also said a few messages after this that she'd forgot her dessert. Mags will hate me for this, but it'll always be these. And she sent us a little gif, and I believe it's Jaffa Cakes
2: so i I will be advertising for a new co-host on a on a, a changing attitude very very soon, so keep your eyes open for that post. see, you're just an odd bloke, mate. How can you not like Jaffa cakes because the it's it's i like the cake, and the chocolate i mean the chocolate doesn't bother me it's not exactly the best chocolate it's the it's the plastic disc of orange i just I just can't stick it. That's the best bit.
1: I like to chew the biscuit off. It's the off, worst bit. The chocolate it's off. It's
2: the worst bit.
1: And stick like three or four of the orange bits together. You disgust me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan Griffin messaged the show at DanGriffin21. Now this, he has put a lot of research yeah, into this. Dan,
2: this shocked me because I've always thought Dan to be of the common man. Not, um, I mean, not to disparage him, but he's like a proper bloke. But depending on where he is, this guy gets a little bit tighter, toity um, I mean, we'll get to his MS one, but I'm sure he orders that with a monocle and a top hat.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a few. He's uh, it, it, always done extensive research into this, hasn't he? Let's be honest. Um, yeah. If fans in
2: Tesco. <laughs> oh, that's, <a, laughs> that's horrible to say. What's that? <laughs> He's obviously done extensive research into eating meal deals.
1: Well, no, I just meant that because he's hes very, you know, clued up on what he wants. Not anything, not anything. What are you thinking? I'm just thinking that, yeah, you're the same as you. He's clued up on what he wants. You're insinuating something else there, mate. And that's, that's the <laughs> words of bags, <laughs> no. not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Uh, Dan says here it's the based on all the shops near his work. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got a lot of shops by the way you work, Um. So, Tesco. He says he would have pulled beef and red Leicester and That sounds lush. That yeah, sounds banging. Sounds, sounds um, really nice. McCoy's sizzling steak. Whisper Gold. No. Nope. He's um, put Whisper Gold on,
2: on every everyone on purpose.
1: <laughs> See, that confuses me then, right? Because you've got Whisper Gold for Tesco, Whisper Gold for Sainsbury's, Whisper Gold if he goes to the co-op, right? Um, but the crisps change. So... Dan, do you have a preference on the crisps? Because you've got McCoy's Sizzling Steak for Tesco, Hula Hoops for Sainsbury's, McCoy's Cheese and Onion for the co op. Do they not do Sizzling Steak? Or I don't, excuse me, I don't quite understand.
2: Yeah, I think uh, different supermarkets have different products in the, the range you can pick from.
1: Ah, uh, okay. That makes sense. And then M&S, this one, <laughs> I, I don't.
2: <laughs> this is not the Dan that I know and love. This is Sir Dan of, of, of Yorkshire.
1: We've got Pepsi Max as the drink, which is standard across all of his choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, onion and chive crisps. I can get on board with that. That sounds quite nice. Millionaire's shortbread. I don't like shortbread. Shortbread can get in the bin. That's that's nasty.
0: Wow. Um,
1: yeah, I don't like shortbread, man. Nah. Um, and the thing that gets me the most, roast chicken and avocado sandwich. I What's know. that all about?
2: It's, it's posh jam bean posh. I think they're the they're the meal deals he'll go on when it's on the company's uh, uh, money, and then if he, he has to pay for it, he's, he's going to Tesco or Sainsbury's.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, shortbread mate. Nah, no, not for me. Not for me, pal. Well, no, but a lot of people tell me, "Oh, shortbread's lovely with a cup of coffee," and I don't like coffee, so maybe that's it.
2: Oh, who even are you? We've been recording this podcast now for so long, and I'm starting to learn things that I'm not happy about. Well, what upsets
1: you there? The coffee or the shortbread?
2: Both, both equally.
1: Oh, okay. I don't like. I've never liked coffee. It's 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 nasty. You know, it's. It, I, I used to make my wife. It gives me headaches. I used to make my wife a coffee sometimes, and the smell of it would give me headaches. You know, Christmas Day, my wife's got one of those. Um, I don't know what you call it, like one of the posher coffee machine things, you know? Yeah, you ain't, you ain't wrong, Sha. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it makes the whole house smell of coffee. And for about 10 minutes, I'm thinking that does smell really nice. After that, man, I got such a banging headache for it. But It's the same coffee, sweets, everything. I don't like any of it.
2: I've literally got beyond me, beyond the, a uh, uh, uh to coffee machine. Right, yeah. machine, so you put in the the raw beans, and then it makes you the, the cup of coffee. It's, it's the best invention known to man.
1: Yeah. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yes, yes. That's because well, I'm right, and Mags is wrong.
2: Yeah, grain wood, grain wood.
1: He <laughs> likes to be panicky. Panicky. Yeah. Okay. Um, at Scottish Juggalo, Danny, uh, he says he has this almost every single day. Um, so on one aspect from there, I suppose you know variety is good, Danny. But at least you know exactly where you're coming from, and what you want. Mm-hmm. Ham and cheese sandwich, barbecue beef, hula hoops, Red Bull, Kit Kat, and he says got to go chunky with a Kit Kat. Now I'm not a big fan of Kit Kats either, mate. Uh,
2: standard ones, meh. Yeah, they they can they can sit on the shelf for I me. Mean. Uh, a good peanut butter uh chunky kit cat though is, is is oh the white one the white one's nice no i said peanut butter not the white one peanut butter no yeah i know what you said <laughs> i'm just saying that the white one's not what is wrong with you today <laughs> you it, it's listening to you and now i have to look at your face and pretend everything's <laughs> when you slated me on the podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> man you know I'm only joking come on I don't, know. Get all, your, I know. don't get all I know. your phone know. all bunched up um <laughs> Drama makes for views. Have you done realise right? this? Yeah. So I storm off or something. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm fucking this podcast could piss off from now on. Yeah. Um It'd going back well. to going back to Danny's pit. Uh the only one I would probably avoid out that like is Red Bull. Um I don't mind energy drinks, just something about Red Bull, just yeah, I, I can't get on with the flavour. It's very kind of like it leaves a bitter taste in your mouth. But the rest, yeah, it's fine.
1: There used to be a, um, a nightclub close to me years and years and years ago. They used to make a drink called a shamble. Have you heard of that? No. And it's champagne, vodka and Red Bull or like a little tall wine glass thing. Um, and it's like, this has gone back years and years. And even then it was like nine quid for a glass of it. But you had five of them, mate. My God, you couldn't see it. It was great. (laughs) I wonder if that place is still open. Actually, I'm going to find out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Andy bang, bang podcast. Uh, Tuna mayo and lettuce. Flaming hot monster munch. Oh, great shape, Monster Munch. Yeah. Double Decker Diet Coke.
2: I mean. T- take the lettuce off because it's essentially crunchy water. Um Yeah, that's a, a solid standard for.
1: Take the lettuce off because it's crunchy water, as you just say.
2: Yeah, that's what it is. Flavorless crunchy water.
1: <laughs> crunchy water. <laughs> it's crunchy water. Bloody hell. Flaming hot monster munch, though, mate. Man, what, a, what a shake. Yeah, that what a is shake. A
2: great shout. Andy has nailed it there.
1: Yeah. Well done, Andy. You've you, you done really well, mate. We're proud of your pal. <laughs> um All the way from Australia. They have meal deals in Ramsey street as well. Um <laughs> Chris Mangle at Mangle underscore Chris on Twitter. He says chicken, triple or ham cheese mayo cheese onion walkers um he likes apple slices grapes no melon though so there you go that's someone who went for fruit mags but the australians are quite a healthy race i suppose um healthy race <laughs> yeah
2: yeah and they i mean they may be healthy but race This is that not the right term like people
1: Okay, so what term should I use? A healthy nation? I, should I... Yeah,
2: nation, people.
1: Okay, If I've offended anyone in Australia with that comment, I deeply <laughs> apologise. These are the thoughts <laughs> and words of Simon, <laughs> and, and not chain wrestling or uh, radio techers, but Mags on the slide does agree. Um, <laughs> He says, Dr. Pepper is his favourite drink at the moment. Mm-hmm. So misunderstood, and he can relate to that. I do like Dr. Pepper.
2: Um, um, do you know I, do? I don't even understand the hate it gets, because I think it's delicious.
1: Yeah, but the, like, it, um, if you have, uh, what is it, Amaretto and Coke, it tastes like Dr. Pepper, doesn't it? Yeah. So since having, trying that, like, for the first time, I don't know, a year or two ago, that's all I can think of now when I drink Dr. Pepper. So it's almost like I'm drinking a non-alcoholic version of, a, of an alcoholic beverage, and I just don't get on board with that. So you then you just pretend you're pissed. Uh, yeah, it's not the same, is it? Um, <laughs> Carrie the Gary G H at Carrie the Gary on Twitter. Uh, water, Oreos, ready salted Pringles, hummus sandwich. That seems quite uneventful, doesn't it? Water. So yeah,
2: <laughs> you know. I I mean, wrong again. It's, it's healthy. I mean, the Oreos may not be, but hummus sandwich. I like hummus. I love sandwiches. I don't think I've ever tried a hummus sandwich. I would, I would try it, but it's not something that would uh, I'd get that excited about. Ready, sort of Pringles. I'm not a massive fan of Pringles uh, in general, um, so they would get a pass from me. Water, yeah, I don't mind water. Yes, stick <laughs> it in a nice meal deal. Uh, but yeah, it's a live a little, Gary. Just live a little, mate i'm on board and i'm gonna
1: get a little bit uh, of heat i expect from this for my kids and whatnot but yeah i agree with five minutes. go there oreos do suck i don't get it well, you're wrong the best bit of an oreo is is the bit in the middle isn't it the white bit right yeah well you can because get double stuff you get yeah, double stuff but does that not defeat the purpose though because if if they already have to release one that's got more of the best bit in it does that not already tell you that the original one isn't good enough
2: No, because what they're doing is they are servicing two sectors of the market the sector that likes the biscuits, the sector that likes the cream.
1: Uh, Okay. Marketing genius.
2: Marketing genius. Just just same as the orange
1: bit in Jaff Cakes, I quite happily just take the the, the white bit out the middle.
2: I agree with Mrs. P. Oh, uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> do you know? And this is something I only found out pretty recently. Uh, and it's props to uh, Mr. Pruitt, who's just entered the chat here as well. They do party size Oreos in the States, and they look like frisbees. And really? I'd need to try one. They are huge.
1: Seriously, yeah. what, like, like, like this big?
2: Yeah, like a dinner
1: plate size. Why? See, I'd get on board with that just because it's something different, but I imagine I'd be very, very disappointed with that as well. <laughs> just just
2: on, on a larger scale.
1: Yeah, just more disappointment. It, the thing is, it's, it's uh, the biscuit bit is too hard. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's almost like it's,
2: I don't know, gone stale or something. It's too hard. It's like, yeah, but the whole Then you're eating Oreos wrong because the whole point is that you twist, you lick the cream off, and then you dip the biscuit in milk, which softens it up. That seems like a lot of
1: work just had a bit of grab, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Well, you have to put effort in. That's if
1: you want the best out of it. Nah. I don't get on board with that, mate. It's the same as like when you have like um, you know, you know meat like roast chicken or whatever like that. Yeah. I don't want the, the the chicken on the bone or anything. I just want my meat on a plate so I can just eat it. I don't have to pick it like ribs and that. That seems like a lot of messing about just to get a bit of food.
2: Wow. You you you're a Neanderthal, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, what's on my pla-
1: I don't want to have to mess with my food i don't want to have to dick around taking the meat off the bone i don't want to have to dick around twisting bloody biscuits and dipping them in shit i just want to eat what's in front of me i don't have to mess with- if i've got the food in front of me i don't to have to wait for it to be ready that's
2: that feeds the purpose surely you and paul Tollet would be <laughs> happy together <laughs> oh, but it's, it's true
1: though mate it's true though and yeah oreos can get in the bin um my middle daughter, Livy, uh, loves a bloody meal deal. Mate, like, constantly getting messages Dad, can I have three quid? Dad, can I have three quid? Dad, can I have three quid? Whenever she's out of the bike, because she travels like pretty much the whole of Gloucester. She'll nip out for the day and we'll get messages of, Oh, I'm, I'm here now. Yeah, okay, no worries. And then she'll message an hour later, Oh, I'm over here now. And it's like, that's like six miles from where you just were. She treks all over the place, so she's constantly surviving on these meal deals. I think, Dad, can I have another three quid and all this sort of stuff? Um, and she says, "Chicken and bacon wrap, cocktail sausages and ketchup." I think you can get a little box of them, can't you? Yep. With a little sachet. Mm-hmm. Ah, someone who does go for fruit, pineapple chunks. I do like a bit of pineapple, mate. Yeah. Um, raspberry ripple lucasade. I've not tried raspberry ripple lucasade.
2: That sounds amazing. I hate Lucashead. Um... So I probably won't get that, but yeah, um, each of their own. Yeah. But you say you hate Lucozade. There's different flavors. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know.
1: I'm aware. Well, well, yeah, I, original Lucasaid. obviously that's Lucozade flavor or whatever. Yeah. It's... I can understand why people may not like that, but like lemon Lucozade just tastes like lemon.
2: Right, or a I dare say it does. I don't like it. I don't want to like it. I ain't going have to try it. And you can't met me. You're not my mum. <laughs> <laughs> have you
1: tried it? No, <laughs> I'm not no. going well, to. Don't. Right, next week then. Next week, buy us buy a bottle. We'll both have a, a bottle of Raspberry Ripple Lucasade to try. Live on the show, mate. Okay, and we'll see because if you don't like ordinary Lucasade, I can think of no other drink that tastes like ordinary Lucasade.
2: I mean, that's fair. Um, that's a shape. Yeah, I'll try it.
1: Okay. That's a great shape. And I think we clicked on the same one at the same time then, didn't we? <laughs> Pink Lucas Aid is brilliant. I really enjoy that, yeah. I do enjoy that very much so.
2: So the Luxe um, I've had, I've had the orange one. Don't like that. I've had the original. Okay. Don't like that. And I've had the standard lemonade uh, one. Don't like that. So...
1: Uh, okay, all, so perhaps you just don't like Lucas It's four with three. Perhaps you perhaps you just don't like Lucas then, like you said.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe right. then I don't like it.
1: <laughs> perhaps you know what you like and what you don't like, Max. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. That
2: could be a thing, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Um at Radio Techers, Twitter handle here, which would be our leader, Tanner, wouldn't it, I guess? Um
2: Tanner who who's uh, saying hello in the chat. I love when the chat actually just talk between themselves. like, these guys aren't interesting. Let's just have a conversation yeah. with between ourselves. We're, argu- <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're arguing about whether you like Aid or not. <laughs> and then they just take themselves off to talk about other things. Um, Tanner says, maybe a cheat code here, but I like a good bowl stroke salad. Cued ribeye, shredded chicken on a salad with lettuce, tomato. He's giving me a freaking recipe he's gonna be a recipe here <laughs> uh on top of rice and beans with avocado or steak chicken i don't think i don't think that can apply i'm gonna to have to disqualify you i think tanner that's far too flash but for the, any deal. the
2: thing with tanner <laughs> uh and I, I love him dearly um but he is a foodie um, yeah. he's very very into the whole um cooking and um, meal prep so he's he also is very posh boy he, he pretends to be posh i mean he he right? will he will will cook a brisket for like 20 hours um and show off about it so yeah
1: so what does that do then just make it more like tasty well,
2: yeah you slow cook it a brisket is like yeah. a a piece of meat that needs cooking for a long long time Uh, And he'll he'll essentially smoke it. uh, So when you cut into it, it's got like a dark ring around the edge and then the meat's still like red and juicy. I mean, I have to give him his props. He is good at it.
1: Fair play. Fair play. Um, uh, Steve-O finishing off here on Twitter with our good buddy at Total Steve-O on Twitter. Um, Once again, a topic he doesn't have much to add to. Other then he hates hearing about meal deals as the company he works for was going for a phase of getting more customers to buy them. And the store manager constantly telling us, think about how much that extra pound gets the customer. And he's right, I suppose you look at some of these, these offers, like, you know, three quid for what you get fair play, you know, mm-hmm. can't be argued with, can it?
2: Absolutely. And um, I think I, com- I commented uh, because uh, and I've got to give props here to, to uh, Steve. He's a brilliant guy. Um, he's so supportive of us and other podcasters in, in, in our community. Uh, and he is also part of something and I really want you guys to go and check it out. Uh, something called Elite FPL, which is like a fancy um, uh, football competition. Um, uh, competition slash uh, channel uh, he does great work over there so definitely go and search that on Twitter uh elite FpL uh he put put up a his stream hangover kit right uh, yes and it was a it was essentially a photo of him as, it's a meal deal he may not agree with it but it was a meal deal so he had a two liter bottle of water he had a, a bag of pork scratchings which were banging shout uh, and then he had four different cream cakes,
1: uh, four, ba- four cream cakes.
2: Yeah. Cause it was that like two of these selections of cream cakes were like uh, a quid 50. So he had four, two vanilla slices and two kind of like, uh, berry slices. I think they were, uh, and then he had a bag of, um, of, um, uh, So he had, uh, that's essentially a meal deal very bad for your meal deal but a meal deal all the
1: same see i've always liked as, as a hangover cure um not that I, I tend not to get massive hangovers but the best hangover cure i ever did have was literally a bacon sandwich a glass of orange juice and a mars bar mm-hmm. it's
2: and the salt, oh, it's the replacing the salts with sugars
1: yeah and then after 20 minutes i felt fantastic mm-hmm. so yeah i can get that wine gums i can, I can get on board with that um, super noodle sandwiches
2: yeah, but I take umbrage with the last two words of that. My invention, sorry, sorry, young Anya, those things were around whilst you were still a twinkle deer. Unfortunately, yeah.
1: those were those were around a long, long time ago. <laughs> yes, yeah, in we. a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> 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 ah, Magsy, what about yourself? What are your preferences, bud?
2: Okay, so when we spoke about this topic, uh, I actually threw this to Mrs. Mags um to see what her opinion would be I'll get to hers in a minute because she's gone I'd say controversial in in terms Ooh. of our picks uh but for me um the the sandwich would be probably the sausage bacon egg triple um in terms of the drink I'm I'm not usually a big uh, drinker of, of fizzy drinks uh, so I I would have gone with the summer fruits oasis um Crisps, the it has to be paprika, Pepsi, uh Paprika Max, uh Walker's Max Paprika flavor. And then for the chocolate Snickers all day long. And if stickers weren't available, Topic. Something nutty.
1: Topic's the one I was gonna go with, man. Topic's yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I've said before, but Topic reminds me of um. Uh, when I was little and my dad was a driving instructor and he'd come home at nine o'clock, he'd finish work and whatever. And then he would have to go back down the petrol station after he's popped in to fill the tank up for the following day's lessons and that. And if I, if I was well behaved enough, I'd be allowed to jump in the car and go down to the shop with my dad. And he'd always come back out the garage with a topic for me to eat on the way home. Yes. So, yeah, I, lo- I, I love a topic, mate. Fucking yeah. fantastic stuff.
2: Yeah. The, the three go-tos are Snickers, Topic. And if those two are available, a picnic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I um, see no picnic. No, picnic's got raisins in, hasn't it?
2: Yeah,
1: oh, I'm not a fan of that. Look. Oh, here we go. Raisins, in. same as biscuits. biscuits. Bi- same as biscuit in your chocolate. I don't. I'm not a fan of biscuit. If I want a biscuit, I'll have a biscuit.
2: Oh, so no biscuit, but fresh air. That's a that's a fan, but <laughs> biscuit, no, no deal, deal breaker.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, kind of, I guess. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I suppose Twixers have got biscuit, and they're quite nice.
2: Mm -hmm. And Dan in the chat, don't you find the the peanuts just replace the chocolate, and you're wasting your money? No, because you're getting some value for that money. It's not fresh air that you can you can't breathe peanuts in from the atmosphere as you can (laughs) with fresh air. I mean, if you could, that would be amazing. I would love that. Uh, But let's people
1: with allergies a few problems though, wouldn't it? Surely.
2: Well, there has to be collateral damage unfortunately why okay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah sob
1: them as long as you can wander around breathing in your <laughs> flaming you know your, your salted nuts or whatnot
2: let's go on with uh mrs mags's um meal deal so she went with a BLT classic uh again not a massive fan with the crunchy water but yeah it's decent enough she went for a full fat cork. uh she hates anything uh that's uh and um diet or non non sugar. She just doesn't I don't think she likes the taste of like these the, the sweeteners in them. Um, she's gone for sizzling steak McCoy's, another banging chow. And now this is the one where I, th- I feel she may throw um throw a spanner in the works. I personally don't mind this choice, but I know there's a lot of hate in the in the outer world for this choice. She went with a bounty as her chocolate bar.
1: Oh, see, I don't mind that, mate. I don't mind that. No, mm. oh, I like a banger. Oh, I like the red ones though.
2: Yeah, I prefer the red ones. Uh, dark chocolate or, or the milk chocolate any any day. But yeah, there's not a lot of love for bounties in uh, in 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 the world. And yeah, she she went for a bounty. She, and there was no like giving her when I was saying, "No, you might not want to pick that. Do you want to pick someone else?" It was like, "No, nope, bounty not a Mars. No, nope, a fucking bounty. Tell them." Tell them assholes I want to bounce.
1: <laughs> Tell them assholes. <laughs> uh, see, I, I like the, the red bank, but I like dark chocolate as well. I like, like, is it Bourneville it's called, isn't it? The dark chocolate there. But a yeah. the really good one is the cheapo, happy shopper, like 50p dark chocolate. That's good stuff, man. I mean, it's a definition of good. I mean, but yeah, I like that. I like it. The white chocolate as well. The happy shopper 50 or Euro shopper is called now, isn't it? Euro shopper. Um, bloody 50 Brexit. P.
2: the eh? bloody Brexit. <laughs> Taking our happy away.
1: Yeah. Took all our happiness away. Took all our happiness away. Um, my wife's choices were, uh, chicken and bacon wrap, which is great. Shout. I love, a, I love yeah. a wrap mags. I'd rather have a wrap than a sandwich. I think, uh, <laughs> Um cheese I, and egg crisp. Like a
2: wrap. Yeah, yeah. Standard.
1: Yeah. Um a twirl. Now, is that mm. controversial, Mags, because of the air? <laughs> the, the,
2: the, a twirl would escape because it's got a layer of full chocolate wrapped. It's essentially a flake with a jacket on. So right, arrow that... as chocolate or no, anything. It, it does. Don't, tra- don't try and my logic, so a twirl. Manages to escape, escape my wrath.
1: (laughs) Right, okay, Um, and (laughs) uh, a cafe latte, cold coffee from Tesco.
2: Oh, great shout, Mrs. P! I don't mind a a good ass coffee.
1: That's coffee, though, mate, and
2: it's cold. I don't get. I don't.
1: Can you? Is that a thing? Cold cold? coffee? It must be because people sell it, don't they? But cold coffee just sounds like. You know, my my hot drink preference is tea. I wouldn't drink cold tea. You know,
2: all all like Lipton's iced tea stuff. Mm-hmm. That I mean, it's a thing. I'm not. It's, it's I would add like mate. iced tea or sweet tea into like that, but uh, a, a a cold coffee, an iced coffee. Yeah, I'd absolutely drink that.
1: Nah, not for me. Not for me, pal. Not for me. Ah, uh, hokey doke. No, he
2: hasn't done. There was still right. logic there. <laughs> that was not.
1: It was. He very much picks and chooses when logic applies. I think. <laughs> Um, yeah pretty much pretty much (laughs) uh okay so as always thank you so so much to everybody who messaged the show has been involved in the chat here discussing this this non-wrestling topic of the week um if anyone has a suggestion for a non-wrestling topic going forward by all means tweet the show uh comment on our facebook message us on instagram comment in the chat right now seeing as you're here any ideas for a non-wrestling topic going forward will be hugely hugely you know appreciated um you can get hold of us on (laughs) yeah uh you can get hold of us on all the social medias facebook instagram twitter and so on at chain underscore wrestling uh, and again thank you so so much for everyone's interactions really really enjoyed that um we're not done yet dan where are you going dude <laughs> we've got to get to the wrestling night
2: eh? oh we, we are actually covering some wrestling
1: yeah we're gonna talk about a bit of wrestling mate a bit of wrestling a bit of wrestling have you got your, your flashy little sound effects ready magazine we'll talk some wrestling now shall we
2: let's do it I've got to remember which one is is that one. Let's get ready to rumble!
1: God, that's flashing clever, isn't it, eh? It
2: is.
1: <laughs> it is. <laughs> How can you forget this is a wrestling podcast, Dan? Everyone, it's obviously a wrestling podcast, even though... We're nearly an hour in, and we've been talking like flakes versus twirls and, and whatnot. Um, <laughs> right then. So, our wrestling topic this week the match that won the poll was my choice, Magsy. I won, I won one. Um it is the main event from Halloween Havoc 1989, a uh, Thunderdome cage match where apparently the cage is electrified, but we'll get to that shortly. And we have Ric Flair and Sting teaming up against the Great Mooter and Terry Funk. Um, yeah, originally from, uh, from the Philadelphia Civic Center um, and first broadcast on October the 28th, 19. Eighty nine, Maxi. What was your uh, your first? Well, your, your initial thoughts after watching this match back?
2: Yeah, I mean, you have got a, a knack of kind of uh, exposing the the gaps in in my wrestling knowledge, and I was not ever a, a WCW watcher. We just couldn't get it in the in in our area, so I don't have any kind of context for this match. It was literally the first time I was watching it. Uh, but when you uh, put the uh, the pick forward last week and with the amount of star power in it, um, I felt that how could this go wrong? And yet, it, it did, unfortunately. <laughs> it did yeah. go wrong. Yeah,
1: it was kind of up and down, I think. Mm-hmm. I think there were some moments in this match that were really, really good. And I really enjoyed those moments. Um, and again, 1989, NWA, Jim Crockett Promotions, WCW, whichever whichever name you you want to refer to it as, um, it is one of my favourite eras in wrestling. There's some brilliant stuff that happened there. Some great matches, some brilliant performers, and so on. Um, and again, the star power in this main event is huge. I mean, we've got mm-hmm. Sting and effectively a babyface Ric Flair at this stage, which is unusual um he's in a program of terry funk at this stage so funk is obviously involved muta is involved as well who's the tv champion at this stage and
2: yeah.
1: uh, hugely talented doing things in 1989 that people hadn't seen before um uh, you know nowadays probably things that are you know run of the mill but in 1989 it was it was breathtaking what the great muta was doing add to that you're in this cage add to that you're the main event of this new pay-per-view halloween havoc add to that Bruno Sammartino is the guest referee, you look down that list of things to do with the match and you think, why? That that sounds fantastic. And as you said, Mags, it was a bit, maybe not quite hitting the mark,
2: I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you you talk about legends after legends after legends even the the mm. the terminators uh for yeah. why i mean why they were called that is absolutely no idea. beyond me uh but even they are, are two legitimate legends in wrestling and this has uh it had all the the characteristics to be um to be an all-time classic but it just it just felt it felt like a letdown. I really, and I can't explain it any other way. And, and I felt let down watching this match because seeing this the star power, thinking this should be amazing, and it ended up being a bit of a damp squib.
1: Yeah, yeah. As I said, I think the good moments were were brilliant, but they mm-hmm. were sort of spaced out. I suppose with some confusing moments. I guess. I mean, we're, we're we're told that the cage is going to be electrified to stop people getting in or out. Yep. So the way it was explained to me and, and my youngest daughter, who, who Charlie, who watched the match back with me again today, um, we took that as meaning the cage was going to be electrified. Mm-hmm. But then as the story went on, as the match went on, it seems like maybe that was just the top of the cage was going to be electrified.
2: And then... Which doesn't make sense because the cage was made out of metal. So, yeah, so it if that, one, Yeah. You'd think, yeah, you touch that cage... Uh, 20 foot away you should still get an electric shock. it just it it just didn't work for me uh i mean the the cage itself was it looked impressive it certainly wasn't the 30 foot that uh that jim ross claimed it would it was um but then they had all the kind of halloween stuff hanging off it and i think that kind of took away from um the the seriousness of the match it looked a little bit Mm. tacky um the 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 uh, entrances were I thought were were really uh, really cool. Uh, Terry Funk coming down almost like a a, a, a Ye olde western. The the fans hated him, absolutely oh, yeah. detested him. And didn't um, he mean, play up to it well? I mean, a couple of times he he's it looks like he's going to fight with the crowd. Did yeah. uh, one point where someone throws a bottle of water over him, and he looks like he's is essentially looking to square up to someone. Uh, Muta came out. Uh, And there was a guy moonwalking behind him. Um, Yeah, what was that about? I have no clue. I don't even know who the guy was.
1: I didn't notice that at first. I saw, one because WCW in in this era had a thing about the the person who was going to make the entrance would start at the top of the ramp, obviously. But they wouldn't come through a curtain or anything like that. They'd just be stood there waiting for their music to play and then on their cue start walking. So Muta is stood there with Gary Hart at the top of the ramp and you can see him from the wide shot and that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy stood behind him. Now that I noticed, thinking, okay, that's just some security fella or, or something like that. They start walking, and it was Charlie who said, "Why is that guy walking backwards behind him?"
2: Yeah, it was really, and I was
1: really like, "I know, really strange." Yeah, and the fact that and- it, if it was for a reason, it, they'd be doing it for everybody, surely. But it was only literally for for
2: Muto, wasn't it? And it's never even touched upon by the commentary. No. <laughs> he's not even really mentioned. Uh, so, why he's there or what point he uh, he was uh, meant to be fulfilling, I, I just I don't get it. I don't no. get it at all. Um, but before we even get to the the match, there's a, a little bit of a. Uh, of an incident where they they're kind of showing off that oh the top of this cage is electrified, and it sets one of these
0: uh, one
2: of these um, um, Halloween decorations on fire. Uh, so there's a little bit of a scramble with the officials who are trying to put it out, and then you get probably for me the best bit of the match was when Muta said, you know, I've got this lads. Only Muta can stop forest fires. And he missed (laughs) the fire. He legitimately (laughs) green, the Fire and puts it out. I thought that was
1: brilliant. It was very, very good. Wasn't it? Really good stuff. Just missed in the fire. Oh, just brilliant. All the entrances, like you said, magazine, we've got sting looked fantastic, didn't he? With the, the, the black tights, but then like the, the really bright face paint and trim on the tights as well. Flair just is just in this era that nobody could touch him, could they? He was so so just just that's how a champion should look to me. Yeah. Absolutely top class. Uh, and Terry Funk just, I'll tell you what about Terry Funk. Actually, there's an interview with Terry Funk a bit earlier in the show. Did you see that?
2: I did. I w- and and still- I watched the one with uh, Flair and uh, Sting as well. Thought that was a, a really cool, passionate um, uh, promo
1: yeah but note i've got here about terry funk is my god didn't he look good yeah 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 so i don't know this is the sort of time he'd have been doing films and tv as well wouldn't it i think popping off mm-hmm. what, what year was roadhouse made because he was in roadhouse wasn't he that was late 80s um, wasn't it
2: yeah I, I bet it's around this time
1: yeah and he was in an episode of Quantum Leap as well. And that would have been around this time, it was like 89, 90, 91-ish sort of thing. So maybe he was trying to trim down a bit or look after himself for, for Hollywood roles. I don't know. But he just looks absolutely fantastic, Terry Funk. And it just crazy, isn't he? Absolutely mad.
2: Yeah. Like I said, him coming down to the to the ring, wanted to fight with the crowd. Um, then even uh, as they were preparing for the match, he just grabs hold of a what should have been an electrified cage and he's just like bouncing off it yeah. and, and kind of rocking it and almost pulling it to pieces. Yeah. The the guy was then early aged and crazy uh, yeah. before he ended up turning up middle-aged and crazy. <laughs>
1: that's right. Um, again, grabbing the cage and swinging on it. And there's a lot of that that went on in the match. So for a cage that's supposed to be electrified, that baffled me a little bit. It made no yeah. real sense at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the the whole concept, If in case anyone's not watched the match back or doesn't understand, is there's no pinfalls, no submissions in theory. Um, the way the match ends is these Terminators, as they're referred to as corner men, I guess. Yeah. Ole Anderson for Flair and Sting and Gary Hart for Muta and Funk. If they think their guys are taking too much punishment or they want their guys out of there, they throw in the towel. Job done. End of the match. That's how the only way the match is able to end, isn't it, Mags?
2: Yeah, and and that actually leads to a really good point from uh, the commentary when uh, they they try and uh, say that Gary Hart has more of a reason to not throw it in because his whole career is built off um, the the working of of his wrestlers. So uh, if they lose. Uh, or if they get to a point where they they're injured and they can't wrestle, then need, he he needs them to to be able to work. So he's he, there's more of a chance that he's going to throw them in and stuff like that. Uh, the way they would, they, uh, I think it was Jim Ross on on commentary. Um, he he kind of put it across was was that he, he got the emotion across. He got like the uh, the the reasoning behind why uh, one man one Terminator would throw in the towel over the other one. I suppose.
1: Yeah. Yeah um again we, we, rick flair looks incredible f- throughout this contest um to me this is peak flair i mean flair in the wwf 91 92 is also really good this sort of era 88 through to sort of 90, 93 94 is flair probably a bit before maybe 86 onwards is kind of at his peak 89 he always has these incredible matches with uh funk on a singles level and steamboat and so on brilliant stuff um his chops here, Mags. Now everyone knows <sighs> Flair chops are I- incredible, but his chops here—there's a couple on Thunk that I literally sat there, oh, out when it happened. And then when yeah. Sting was holding, do you see the one where Sting was holding Muta and and Flair chop? Oh my word!
2: He put some stank into those chops. Um, oh, it was. Uh- it, it was almost like Walter style, the 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 the, the kind of power that he was he was getting to him. Uh, yeah, they looked they looked brutal, really, really yeah. brutal.
1: Yeah, um, we get a cool moment as well. I think where uh, I mean it's it's relatively chaotic, isn't it? You can't quite tell if people are supposed to be tagging yeah. in and
2: out. Well, as yeah, a- that's that was one thing that really actually uh, started to grind me, um, because they started uh, as Jim Ross called it Australian rules, where you had to uh, tag in and out, and then halfway through the match they just give up, and and it was a free for all. Um, but we got an interview with uh, Bruno earlier in, in in the show, and he was saying that essentially he was only in there to to. Uh, Make sure there's no cheating, and that one of the the, um, the terminators threw the toweling. So why was he bothered about the tag rule? Why were the wrestlers mm. bothered about the tag rule? Because essentially they're giving up halfway through. It was uh, it was things like that, like little um, bits that of continuity that really just didn't work for me. But yeah, it, it was madness. It was madness in a cage.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that, that kind of did appeal to me. I'm not going to lie that the whole madness in a cage. Um, it, there was one moment where San Martino literally just sort of went like that and just like waving Flair in. It's almost like he said, Sodditch, do what you want. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. But up until that point, Flair was on the apron a lot whilst Thunk and Muta double teamed Sting. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like Flair wanted to tag himself in. But he left him to it, whereas the the opposition just very much didn't bother tagging in a night. It's almost like they were playing by a different set of rules to their opponents yeah. at times. And that, as you said, Max, that kind of confused it a little bit for me, I think, watching back today.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Um, I mean, you can kind of see the point that the the heels will break the rules, and yet the the faces are, will stick to the rules uh, no matter what. Um, but yeah, it, it did seem confusing when the referee wasn't kind of uh, applying the rules to both teams. So yeah, it just it didn't end up making sense. I think it it would have made it would have been better if they just said this is uh, a a two on two battle rather than a, a tag team match.
1: Yeah. And, and again, if you're in a cage with no rules, surely that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay, just b- baffles me, mate. Baffles me. And um, we get a cool moment where sting um, press slams Muta into Terry funk um, the crowd at this stage are, you can see why sting is being built up as the next big baby face. Mm-hmm. Can not you, the crowd are that st- they adore him. Everything he does, they just pop in and the, the, the noise for sting is, is huge. Um, he hits a couple of bulldogs or. I don't I, I know. They're called bulldogs on commentary by, by Jim Ross, but. He basically grabs some grabs his opponent by the hair and just rags him to the floor, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, but, pretty much. Uh yeah. and the the spot you 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 uh mentioned just then about the 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 kind of press slam almost into uh into Terry Funk. He does that again later on in the match. And he it's like he gets confused, like what am I meant to do with him now? Should I throw him into the cage? Should I throw him into the ring? Should I throw him into the post? And he ends up just um <laughs> Put him down, put him down, and then he doesn't know what to do after that. And yeah. he's just like he just goes and has a look around and like a bit of a wave to the fans. And, and yeah, <laughs> you can tell that that Sting was incredibly young. Then he, he, he's obviously now uh, or uh, up until recently was a, a brilliant ring general, but this Sting was was still quite. Um, he still needed to be led a little bit more, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're supposed to be effectively grooming him to take over from Ric Flair, aren't they? As as world champion. Um, We end up after this, the whole thing with sting parting ways with the horseman. Flair goes back to his, his more heelish persona, I guess. And we're heading towards sting and Flair's the main event for the title before sting then gets injured and it kind of scuppers the whole thing a little bit. But that's a story for, for another day. Um, Muta starts climbing the cage at this stage
2: Ah, so before we get Charlie. there, okay. Before, yeah. we, before we get there, we've got to, uh, and again, this this kind of uh, goes against the continuity of the match. Um, Terry Funk actually climbs the cage relatively early in the match, and he gets to the top, and he touches uh, the the part that's meant to be electrified, and he gets a zap, and you can yeah. see him kind of like physically yeah. pull away. So then, uh, fast forward to when Muta does it, he seems to be able to climb up. Uh, with free will and goes to the, to the (laughs) pretty much the same level as Terry from doesn't get electrocuted, goes even higher and still doesn't get electrocuted. It's like, is this cage electrified or not? Who knows?
1: Yeah. Just guesswork, isn't it? Absolute Guesswork. Yeah, Um, Yeah. When Muta starts climbing the cage, obviously they've sold it as electrified. No one can escape. And the cage, the top of the cage kind of comes inwards. Like this, isn't yeah. it, it sort of goes, it goes, I don't know if you can see me on the camera there. There we go. It sort of goes straight up and then inwards. Like oh, a lip. The There's yeah. like a lip. Yeah. yeah. So Charlie, again, the, the voice of absolute logic in this crazy scenario just turns to me and goes, why is he doing that? He can't get out. And I was like, yeah, she's right. You're that right. makes perfect
2: sense. I mean, why is he bothering? And it's to his own detriment because he ends up trying to uh, attempt what I would assume was a moonsault, but gets crotched by the, the bars of the cage anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he didn't win by climbing no, up the cage. <laughs>
1: no. Um Funk ends up. I see, I've got my notes here. Look, Magsy, I've got because there's so much going on. I kind of get a bit lost with what the match is. It's almost like two separate
2: matches going on at one time, isn't there? As well, and you miss stuff as well. Uh, Mm. uh, nowadays, WWE uh, gets big heat if they miss a spot. Uh, in this match, there were so many things that the commentators were talking about that the camera just wasn't on um
1: i was a very wcw thing as well though wasn't it
2: yeah uh like they were there were big moves from from sting on 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 mooter that we just don't know what happened because we didn't see them uh we can we can go off what the what jim ross uh, and i think is it gordon saw who's on, on commentary with him um we can go off what they say but you don't get to see it because the camera's not on it
1: yeah exactly um the, the one you said about that where where he kind of gets um dropped on the top rope, Muta. They're saying, oh, st- literally Jim Ross is shouting, look at Muta, stay on Muta, look at Muta, because it looks like he's going for the yeah. moonsault. And the yeah. camera cuts away to to the other two competitors just brawling in the corner. And it kind of mm-hmm. it frustrated me, and I'm a huge WCW NWA fan. Um, eventually, we end up with a couple of the guys very much at the top of the cage, don't we? And mm-hmm. Terry Funk is literally hanging from yes, the... Sure. the afford- Crazy! The aforementioned uh, lip, as you described it, Mags. Terry Fung is just hanging by his by his hands straight down, and he's just getting the shit chopped out of him mm-hmm. as he's just hanging there. Ah, oh, just that was a brilliant visual.
2: Yeah, it was, and uh, I, I, th- I think there's there's only really. Um, flair maybe that doesn't actually go for like the the top of the cage and 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 kind of tars that in around because you even get a, a point where where sting does it uh, and he ends up um getting essentially his leg trapped in the cage funk gets his leg trapped in the cage um there's only flair who's sensible to stay keep his feet on the ground
1: mm. yeah and you get a rope involved. There's a rope hanging down from the top of the cage as well, and people are swinging on the rope into each other. And at one stage, Sting is swinging from one side of the cage round a corner onto. I think it was still Terry Funk at this stage, wasn't it? Into the cage there. Um, I enjoyed that. Charlie got a big kick out of that as well. She loved seeing them using the rope swinging back and forth. That was a good moment. Um. And then the great Muto goes under the ring. And again, it's a moment where you look at it and go, well, why? Why has he done that? Yeah.
2: And you, we, again, the camera, uh, you, they don't get long to focus on it because you literally just see his legs disappearing under the ring uh, yeah. and away he goes. Yeah, the, the camera work was 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 not good, but that leads to him essentially uh, attacking, um, was it a sting that he attacked from behind because of it? Right, yeah, okay, but again, it's that thing of you know I, I got my daughter
1: looking at me. Well, why has he done that? Where's <laughs> he going? What what what's it? What's the purpose? It didn't aid anything. Didn't add anything to the match for me. No, um, I suppose eventually we we kind of head towards the finish there, Maxie, don't we? If there's anything uh, I've missed out dramatic wise between that moment and, and the figure four,
2: I mean. If we have missed anything out, uh, uh, I implore you to go back and try and make sense of this madness <laughs> of, of a match. Uh, but yeah, um, we start then uh, going uh, into the finish. Um, Flair uh, gets the the, the figure four leg lock uh, on Funk. Um, so a cool spot where uh, Sting is hitting splashes from the top rope onto uh, onto Funk whilst yeah. he's trapped in, in the figure four. I thought that was really cool. There was one that... The second one uh, really worried me because um, Bruno Sammartino kind of gets in the way, and he yeah, almost realised. Yeah, he almost gets his head took off by a, a flying sting. <laughs> <laughs> but but essentially, this leads to the the finish um, where uh, Gary Art tries to. Oh no! Is uh, Mo, is it Muto who tries to uh, uh, attack Bruno? Yeah, uh, yeah, he get he gets a a big kind of soup born punch to the face, uh, which then gives uh Gary Hart and and uh, Ollie Anderson the 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 chance to kind of like pull off the shenanigans. Uh, Ollie hits Gary Hart; Gary's towel goes flying in the most convoluted way. It was clearly <laughs> very, very <laughs> telegraphed. Uh, lands on Bruno's shoulder, and Bruno's like. Yeah, what's going on the end and it actually takes all Anderson pointing to it saying the towel is there yeah. on your shoulder and the match. the match uh he grabs the towel um calls for the bell uh and the fans are the fans go absolutely mental um yeah it, i mean it, it was fun it i really i enjoyed the fun of it i just i just expected so much more
1: yeah yeah, I think I did too. Um, again, I, I use Charlie quite often in these scenarios because a lot of these matches would be the first time she's seen them. She said she enjoyed it. She she, she didn't take her eyes off it throughout the contest. There's a lot there that she did enjoy. But also, my 11-year-old daughter is asking me questions. question, well, why is he doing that? What's the point in that? So again, I think it shows that there is a little bit of confusion there, a little bit of, um, a little bit of nonsense, I guess, going on in the match as well. Um, you would think... A match with these four in it in 1989 would be up there as being 9 or 10 out of 10 for us, Mags. But there's Mm -hmm. plenty of moments, I think, that that, they get points sort of chipped away at for the final score. Um, What are you thinking out of 10, mate, for this one?
2: Yeah, so if I was in the crowd for this match, I can see me absolutely loving it because of just how hectic it was uh just the the atmosphere I mean that crowd was ravenous uh, really mm-hmm. kind of a, a a Philly crowd sometimes is is a thing to behold but uh watching it and judging it now someone who's never really watched it before I had some big expectations maybe that's my own fault but uh, I think that the 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 people in this match have uh reputations for putting on really top-quality matches, and I, I, I don't think this is is one of them, unfortunately. Um, so with the mistakes that uh, happened in continuity, uh, with the stuff that just was inexplicable, like the tagging in and out, uh, no explanation of why uh, certain things were happening, Um it, it scores pretty low for me. I'm going to up it for just for the sake of Muta uh, doing his best to put out fires with the mist. <laughs> that is one part of this that I could happily go back and watch again and again, because it was fucking brilliant. Um, I can't go any higher than six. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, I, I'm kind of in the same ballpark, I think. Um I'm, I've said so many times before, this is my wheelhouse. This is what I adore. I, I love this era of, of wrestling. I love all the events, even the ones that are absolutely dross and terrible. I still enjoy going back and watching because I just love this this era. It feels a lot more, it feels more organic, more edgy, more, more, I suppose, real, for want of a better term. <laughs> um, Sting. This is my favorite era of Sting, the, the surfer Sting. I prefer that to the crow. Flair is one of my all-time favorites. I love Terry Funk. Muto is excellent. Um, but so much just kind of missed the mark here. So for the fact that there's so much there that I do love, maybe I'm a bit biased with it, but I'm gonna go slightly higher, magazine, and probably give it a six and a half. Um, I was bordering on a seven. But the more we talk about it, the more I think, oh, you know, maybe there was a bit more of this mistakes and this wasn't right. So yeah, I think a six and a half for me is probably probably fair. I think, mate.
2: Yeah, I mean, I understand you, your reasoning. For for me, I just felt let down that for, for well, essentially five with with Samatino in the in 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 the mix as well. Uh, Fab, um, uh, the very best to ever uh, do it in the ring. Um, as as um, as as kind of like shit the bed for me. Um yeah. I think without this stipulation, if this was a standard tab match, we'd be talking really high numbers because mm. these four could go. Uh I think the the stipulation really ruined it for me. And it's a stipulation that'll probably get refined over the years. I understand that, but this first iteration of it it didn't work for me.
1: I don't think they had many of them, to be honest. You might I'm have one surprised. or two more. I'm not surprised.
2: So,
1: hmm. Old uh, Shagadave, uh, old Mister Meltzer, he actually gave this four stars. Mm.
2: Do you know? I actually have uh, I had an issue with with uh, Shagadave just this very day. He okay. gave, uh, so he gave this four stars. He gave another match four stars uh, recently. The um, the Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho match he gave four stars, which. I, I, I wouldn't have given it four stars. Uh, I enjoyed it for what it was, but he said in his report he hated the match. He hated Chris Jericho versus Nick Gage, but still give it four stars. Yep. Well,
1: that doesn't make any sense.
2: Right. He, he explained it by saying that the crowd reaction meant oh. it deserved four stars. Okay. So that, that got me to thinking, if the crowd reaction can influence what matches he uh what score rating he gives it then why did he give honky tonk versus ultimate warrior a dud when yeah that the crowd, crowd was wild. that crowd reaction is uh and I love AEW but that crowd reaction is is uh is a bigger pop than anything AEW has ever done. Mm. That crowd were were ravenous for Warrior and he's that the crowd didn't influence him to give that four stars but yet he gave uh, an AW match he, he said he hated four stars just uh shows that sometimes maybe uh he is very, very biased,
1: that's right, and that's why Dave Meltzer um sometimes can be an absolute pimple dick. And Dave Meltzer's star ratings are not the be all and end all. What is the be all and end all is the chain <laughs> wrestling out of 10 system, that's yes. the one that people should be paying attention to, okay?
2: Um yeah. Yeah, I Dan, agree with that comment, Dan. Absolutely yeah. spot on. So Dan in the chat said the start and end of the match, as well as flare chops and the ropes ring will get an eight or a nine out of me. Uh but everything in between was like three to four. Uh so five out of ten. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Uh, and Scottish Danny, I would love for Dave to appear on this show to get blistered in person. <laughs> I'd be lo- I'd be nice to him. I got no, I've got no. issues. because you've got mountain. you've got more faces than Big Ben. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: uh, it'd be nice to have somebody professional to work alongside, to be honest. It's, rude. <laughs> See, it's just it's it's just been that's what's happened today. Just Simon's just been just rude to me all the day long. Started this morning and it's just carried on.
1: Yeah. I I I would say I'm sorry, but then I'd be lying. Um where do you <laughs> want to <laughs> Really? where do you want to go next week Maxie, mate where, where do you link to from this
2: right so i'm gonna i'm gonna actually take um um, um i'm gonna take a, a page out of your book you you often use the uh the venue for your links yeah. and i thought yeah you know what i'm i'm gonna go that way but i'm gonna put my own slight twist on it so this was the uh philadelphia uh civic center now that actually shut down in 2005 it uh, was actually okay. uh, demolished after that, uh, unfortunately, which uh, is a, a shame because so many big events happened at, at this show at this um, uh, arena, and I wanted to see what was uh, what was the first really big show that that happened. After this, this uh, arena had shut down uh, because Philly has always been a a, a very kind of wrestling centric crowd. I wanted to mm. to know what was the big shows that, that came after that, so I did a little bit of a googling, and uh, they didn't really have any big shows after uh, Royal Rumble 2004, which was the uh, the the show that that was that was the last huge show before that that stadium uh, uh, got dismantled. Until 2009, when they okay. had they had a, a TNA pay per view uh, lockdown, but they actually had in July of 2009 they had a WWE pay per view. They had Night of Champions, right? Now, Night of Champions 2009. Uh, it's probably a show that you you probably won't remember that much, uh, but you'll you will remember the main event. It was Jeff Harder challenging CM Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship. So that's where I'm going. The link is Philly and the match is Jeff Harder versus CM Punk from Night of Champions 2009 why and quite
1: topical as well with all the hype about cm punk yeah, and so on.
2: it's almost like i knew what i was oh, doing look
1: at that eh? We're we're almost at the stage in my house again where i'm gonna get banned from talking about cm punk my wife if she's still in the chat will back me up on this no doubt um for what is it seven years Every time a Raw, a SmackDown, a pay-per-view or anything is in Chicago, I'm like, oh, what if Punk's coming back? And then all the rumours that start up every, now- every couple of years, the rumours would pop up, wouldn't they, about CM Punk talking about coming back in wrestling? And I would fully just, I'd, I'd dive in, mate. I'd be, any slight rumour I'd be involved in that, I'd be all over that. Um, and it's got to the point where, I think it was a year or two ago, uh, Sharon actually said that she never wants me to hear me talk about CM Punk ever again because it's seven <laughs> years of driving it. But on this situation, it's a bit different because it looks like he actually is coming back. Um, well, I mean, so, so a CM Punk match, mate. I I'd be all over that. I
2: love a bit of CM Punk. I mean, he's blocked me on Twitter for for absolutely he's got good nothing. Taste. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, like I like I said, I, I I was not really into watching a lot of wrestling when the Punk. Um, Thing was happening in wwe but i do appreciate uh what uh his talent uh the the kind of love that uh, a lot of the wrestling community has for him uh i don't share it because i don't have that emotional connection with him but i understand why people do um I, I, if he comes back to AEW um I'd, I'd love to see it i'd love to see what they can do there um i mean they've sold out an arena on the back of rumors on a they? rumor
1: yeah, yeah that's insane
2: now imagine if he if he doesn't show, that's going to be bad. Oh dear, that's going to be bad. Because. But, yeah, we'll say, I mean, there's a lot of irons in the fire for AEW now. Uh, rumors of Daniel Bryan, rumors now of Bray Wyatt, and even later on, uh, earlier on today, now potentially rumors of Ric Flair being involved. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see.
1: Yes, I'll I'll make CM Punk, and that that whole feud was great with Punk doing the whole straight edge thing (laughs) and talking about Hardy's addictions and really, really good and great matches as well. So if if, if my selection loses to that, I'm going to be secretly quite happy because that is a great shout. However, hopefully it will not lose to that. My selection is staying with WCW surprise surprise because that's something i adore but we're going to look at a a different era in wcw um 1989 to 1997 it's not a a big jump in time it's 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 seven eight years depending on when in the in the calendar it is however in wrestling that can be a, a, a time warp that can be such a massive difference in what companies are doing and 1989 wcw and 1997 wcw are like two different companies Um, Mm -hmm. earlier down on the Halloween have 89 card. There's quite a few title matches. One of them is Lex Luger defending his NWA United States Championship against Brian Pillman. Uh, It's quite a good match. If people go back and have a watch of that, it's quite good. Luger's got his working boots on that evening and Brian Pillman is obviously always fantastic. But I wanted to look at, not not necessarily look at um, Luger defending a title, but Luger challenging for a title. And it's one of the top I place it in the top five moments to ever happen in the history of Monday Nitro, which is a big shite. When you look at the things that happened on that, that TV show, when it was running regularly, I would like to use Luger wrestling on Halloween havoc 89 as the link and go to Lex Luger versus Hollywood Hogan from the August 4th, 1997 episode of Nitro, um, where Hogan was the world champion crazy amount of heat on him for being well just being Hollywood Hogan and the NWO and so on Luger by 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 proxy I guess Luger falls into a massively over babyface role here because of that the crowd are wild the match considering it's Luger and Hogan two guys who in 97 you know couldn't really be described as fantastic workers the crowd make this and the match is far better than it has any right to be with the likes of luger and hogan in Uh, a really iconic everyone remembers goldberg winning the belt on nitro everyone remembers other moments like scott hall turning up and so on this is one of the greatest moments in the history of monday nitro um and that's where i would like to go the august 4th 1997 episode of monday night nitro uh, Lex Luger versus Hollywood Hogan for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship.
2: Yeah, good pick. I've uh, been going through um, uh, a recent spate of of watching NWO promos. Uh, and this whole area um, I, I went through a, a couple of days ago um and specifically i was actually watching uh the the four horsemen parody uh promo that the nwr did and i think mm. this that may be what a, a week or so before this match you were yeah it's you, not uh, you're far talking off, about. Yeah. yeah so yeah, great man's of that yeah
1: there we go um yeah scottish danny there if i can just do that look at this i did that all on my own look at that um <laughs> The crowd was hot for that Nitro. lugo's finest moment, better than the fake win at SummerSlam '93. Yeah, the less SummerSlam '93 talk, the better, really, isn't it? It's not a great yeah. time. <laughs> it, it uh,
2: really uh, we've actually got a question in in the chat as well. Uh, okay, from uh, Ralphing. Oh no, what, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> from Ralphing, um, thank you for for watching along. He's uh, asked, uh, or she um, has asked. Um, should B- Batista sign with AW as an on-screen personality after he gets his uh, WWE Hall of Fame induction? Um, Scottish Danny has said, yes, Batista would be great. I'm not so sure. And it's it's going to fall into that kind of si- similar trope of, of uh, just having people because they're big names uh, and ex-WWE. But it's more the fact that I just don't think Batista... Batista style would work in AEW. I think uh it's very much a work rate based company. Mm. Uh everything you you have to be um you have to have some wrestling chops about you and as much as I really uh, uh enjoyed Dave Batista, he does he's not he's not a, a purist wrestler. He's a WWE style wrestler. Yeah. He, he works that kind of system.
1: Yeah, he's just, he's very much a sports entertainer, isn't he, I guess, yeah. For,
2: yeah. for one of the better term. Um, Great personality, that, and, yeah. but as a wrestler, no, I don't think he, he I would mean, work well in AEW. In that,
1: that style of big, strong, muscular, powerhouse kind of kind of guy, they, they've got quite a few in AEW already that I think do that in a more suitable way
2: yeah. for their company yeah.
1: than Batista, so...
2: Frank Cage, for example, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, That's a great shape. Cut from the same kind of cloth, but he has the. I think he has a better work rate than than Batista Yeah. Uh, so uh, as as a maybe uh, he did uh, Ralph thing did say uh, as an on screen personality, sure. But then are, are you not just using XWWE's uh, talent for clout? Uh, and I mm. don't want AW to go down that route because that was. That was the death knell for WCW. The fact that they relied on ex WWF talent to to uh, get pops to the detriment of the amazing talent that they had there that would just couldn't break through. I mean, we saw the likes of we spoke about it recently, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, uh, Dean Malenko, all couldn't break through in WCW because they were relying on ex. WWF talent to, yeah. to be at the top of the card. Uh, I don't really want that for AEW.
1: No, no, I, I agree, Maxi. I agree. Um thank you very much for that. Uh and everyone else who's been in the chat this evening. Um, thank you so, so much to everyone who has joined us at any stage, really, on any of our live shows. Uh, listened back to any of our audio recordings. Um, anyone who watches the live show back if you've missed it, it's always hugely appreciated. However, you uh consume your chain wrestling goodness whether it's live audio or a rerun so to speak it's hugely appreciated tell a friend get other people involved Mm -hmm. um get involved in the non-wrestling topic get involved in voting on the polls uh and this week's poll is the august 4th nitro luger versus hogan for the wcw title or we have night of champions 2009 uh main event for the title jeff hardy versus cm punk two brilliant brilliant matches for different reasons two different styles two different eras i guess so it's gonna be really interesting to see which way we go um
2: maxi whereabouts can people find you online my friend okay so you can follow me on the twitter's at Podfather Mags. Uh in terms of content, I am all over the shop. Uh many of it here on Radio Techers. So give us a, a like and subscribe. Uh, and you'll uh, you will see plenty of my face all over this channel. And if you don't really like my face, you can listen to my audio, uh which again is all <laughs> over this channel. So yeah, come in there, give me a follow on Twitter and give our uh, Radio Techers a sub here on YouTube or Twitch
1: yeah definitely um you can find me at sjp words as it says just here there look um you can find the show most importantly on facebook instagram and twitter at chain underscore wrestling uh twitter is where you will find the poll and so on to vote in get involved there make sure you're sharing retweeting following and all that great inter interweb technological stuff that the cool kids do um yeah and thank you as always to everybody for getting involved um i'm off now to try and blow out a fire with some mist and maybe pick up a topic if the shop's still open maxi i'll speak to you next week my friend <laughs> see you later